This is Amazing Things. I'm Adam Belmar. Fixing the root cause of a genetic disease is the promise of gene therapy. Unlike drug therapy, modifying a person's DNA isn't about treating symptoms. It's about finding a possible cure. And 2017 was a year of gene therapy breakthroughs, including FDA approval of Luxterna, the first gene therapy approved in the United States for an inherited disease. When we come back, restoring vision in people born with retinal dystrophy. The Amazing Things Podcast is presented by United for Medical Research. Because America's investment in medical research through the National Institutes of Health is making amazing things possible. Learn more at unitedformedicalresearch.com. For Dr. Gene Bennett, the F.M. Kirby Professor of Ophthalmology at the Perlman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, basic scientific research was love at first sight. I knew that I wanted to be a biologist from early on. I just love the visual aspects of biology, looking through a microscope and so forth. I just loved the work. And after I finished my PhD, I decided to do a postdoctoral fellowship looking at early development in mammals. And simultaneously, it was a revolution in biology and what we can do technically to clone and manipulate genes. And I thought that was fantastic, the idea that you could take a gene and put it into an organism and somehow modify its properties really gave way to the obvious fact that, wow, you could actually use this to help people, to treat a disease. And I realized, wow, this is what I want to do for my living. But in order to really treat disease and help patients required more than just a PhD for Gene Bennett. She needed to become a medical doctor, too. I went to Harvard Medical School and learned about the diseases. Also, during medical school, met my husband, who was planning on a career studying neuroscience, and that gradually morphed into studies of the retina, which is really an outpouching of the brain developmentally. And we, we did talk about gene therapy for the eye in those days, These were in the 1980s before we actually knew what any of the genes were which caused retinal diseases. But we both were so naive that we decided to follow this pathway. He developed his career as a physician studying the retina, and I gained further expertise in genetic engineering and genetics. And when I first was recruited to University of Pennsylvania in 1992, we had very limited skills at being able to manipulate these genes, to even know what they were, to be able to deliver them safely and with good duration. And so the whole decade of the 1990s, we spent basically developing that toolkit And simultaneously, the Human Genome Project was making great progress in that decade. And as it progressed, more and more genes were identified, which when mutated would cause different genetic diseases, including blindness, not only in humans, but then also in animals who were born spontaneously blind. And so by the year 2000, the die was cast. Dr. Bennett had her sights set 
on delivering a gene therapy that would correct a mutation responsible for a range of retinal diseases that make people gradually go blind. The eye has many properties which make it quite amenable to uh, test interventions, in particular gene therapy-based interventions. For one, it's isolated or fairly well isolated from the rest of the body. The retina, which is the nerve tissue in the eye, which begins the whole process that we know as vision, is sequestered from direct blood supply. That's good from a gene therapy standpoint because we have a better chance of being able to deliver a foreign agent there and having it stay there, having it not be removed by immune surveillance. The retina is one of the few places in the body which is a so-called immune-privileged organ, meaning that it has unique properties where you can deliver foreign antigens and they will not be cleared. In our situation where we are delivering a correct copy of a gene which is missing in cells of people going blind, they face the the potential risk of developing an immune response to these new genes, which they've never experienced before. What we and others have done is to harness viruses which deliver DNA, or in some cases RNA, very, very efficiently to cells. And that's important because if you just apply DNA to a cell, it's not going to get in. DNA is highly charged, and membranes around cells are full of lipids, which aren't going to allow the DNA to penetrate. So you have to play tricks to get the DNA into the cell and then into the nucleus in the case of DNA. And one of the tricks is to package the DNA that you want to deliver into a recombinant virus. And so with cutting-edge science... Dr. Bennett and her team at the University of Pennsylvania found success with a strategy straight out of Greek mythology. We really have the perfect storm here. We've got this Trojan horse, essentially, delivering the normal copy of the DNA, which is missing in the target cells. We've got tissue, which does not reject foreign antigens. And we have a tightly enclosed space where we can deliver these new genes very, very efficiently and under direct visualization to the target cells. And then we can monitor the function of those cells without causing any discomfort or pain to the patient. It's so hard to put into words my feelings and emotions about actually seeing gene therapy work for the first time. The first time I realized it was really working was actually in the laboratory when we did our testing on the first three dogs that were born blind due to this inherited disease We delivered the reagent to one eye of each of these dogs. And I thought, well, I'll go back in a few weeks and test them. Within about 10 days, I got a call from the animal technicians saying, they're watching us as we walk across the room. And just like that, the lights went on. No longer scared to move because they bump into things, the dog's countenance changed, and they started playing together. And it was visual play. It was really an extraordinarily exciting thing. But what that experience made me do immediately was to think, wouldn't it be great to test this in blind children? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could make a blind child see? 
And so we began this very long set of steps and experiments, testing the safety, refining the vector, the recombinant virus that we're using, checking the dosing, looking for longevity of expression, developing tests, additional tests to make sure that the gene was working and we could measure it. It was a very, very long process. A process that culminated in December 2017 with the FDA giving the treatment, now known as Luxterna, the green light. And unlike drug therapies that patients take regularly, Luxterna is administered only once per eye, with a lasting effect measured currently at a decade. The time went by so fast, and each time there was a new patient who was enrolled in the study, no matter what phase, and they went through the intervention and Getting to know them, they were the real pioneers. They are the real pioneers, the people who volunteered for this, knowing that it may not work, that it may have safety concerns, etc., that it took a lot of time. They had to come back and forth for visits. But seeing them benefit has been the most rewarding experience I can ever imagine as a scientist or as a physician. It's been absolutely incredible to see children come in reliant on their blind canes or being led by a parent or a sibling and not being able to see their children's faces, but then afterwards, kids being able to go to school and read books and ride their bikes and play sports and play video games and see the blackboard that the teacher's writing on or the whiteboard that it is now. To uh, Some of our patients are now taking their driver's license tests, which is something that they could never have dreamed of before. To hear stories from patients who are college students about how They had to memorize how many steps it was from one building to the next so they could find their class. And now they walk around, they meet their friends at cafes and bars at night, and they have normal social life. And older adults getting jobs for the first time because before this they could not see well enough to actually get a job. And to be able to see their children and meet their children walking home from school and walk by themselves and see the kids coming and It's been extraordinary. Every single story that I've heard has just been so emotional and so invigorating and so rewarding. Rewards that would never have been possible without the courage and investment of the National Institutes of Health, which funded development of the foundational knowledge that has now led to a gene therapy to treat inherited blindness. From the studies of vision and how the retina works, to understanding how gene defects cause blinding disease, and including initial clinical trials. NIH support was essential. My training was supported by NIH, and my early experiences in determining what career route to go to were influenced incredibly by the NIH. The work that NIH has supported in gene therapy has led not only to now this first proved treatment for blindness, But there are now numerous other clinical trials testing gene therapy for other forms of inherited and acquired blindness. And there are gene therapy trials targeting multiple other organ systems and diseases. Those diseases include hemophilia, muscular dystrophy, rare central nervous system disorders, and certain types of cancers. For the blind who can suddenly see, there is no question that this gene therapy breakthrough is an amazing thing. The answer to prayers, the reason Dr. Jean Bennett made this her life's work. 
the return on our continued investment in the mission of the NIH to seek fundamental knowledge about the nature and behavior of living systems and the application of that knowledge to enhance health, lengthen life, and reduce illness and disability. The Amazing Things Podcast is presented by United for Medical Research because America's investment in medical research through the National Institutes of Health is making amazing things possible. Learn more at unitedformedicalresearch.com.